Welcome to ArenaNet's Manufacturing Center. As you proceed past Gate 9, please be careful for crossing leprechauns. Any gold lying along the path must report it to Stewie Flanham. Please do not relocate the gold pieces in any fashion, as they are necessary for proper productions of our refracted light arcs. If our surveillance finds that you have done so, Xoft representative may appear beside your bed tonight. Enjoy our rainbows. This episode of Relics of Aura is brought to you by Doghouse Systems. Just go to doghousesystems.com and if you purchase a product, enter the coupon code RELICS to get $25 in free Jinx merchandise. Merch, merch, merchandise. Remix! <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Relics of War, episode number 23. My name is Ryan, some of you know me as Cole. With me here today are, we've got Tiger with SecretAgentCat.com. Oh, hi there. And we've got Tasha with Split Infinity Radio at SIRadio.fm. How are you doing? Give me the cold medicine, please, Yeah. is how I'm feeling today. I woke up this morning with the worst cold I've had for about two years. So, I'm a little bit croaky. Did you get that from Qatar last week? I think he sent me e-germs, yes. Very nice. So, cheers to you, Kat, for that. You host our yep. show today. That's fine. Thanks. Cheers to Guild fans, too. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, today's episode might be a little bit different because, uh, as everybody knows, in the Guild Wars community, not a lot has happened. Um, the biggest thing is probably Regina and Martin from ArenaNet uh, joined Sean and crew, which crew, meaning Ruby, at Guildcast. So... Um, and I have not had a chance to listen to that. I meant to listen to it before the show, but uh, I'm sorry. I think we all failed on that score. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, pretty much. I listen to podcasts while I work. So when a podcast comes out, I save it till I'm actually working because I need something to listen to. Then mm-hmm. when I'm actually recreational, I got crap to do. So I do the same thing. So check it out on Monday, guys, and then we'll, we'll talk about it next week when it's very old news. But yeah, I mean, other than that, not really a lot has happened, so we've just kind of come up with a few things to yap about that are Guild Wars relevant, but fair warning, we may actually be very non-Guild Wars related today. So, and we also don't have Chaz. Which I think is valid. Chaz said he'd be here. He's a chump. He is a chump. I think I think we should just agree that all Canadians are untrustworthy. I'll go with that. I don't know. We were up late last night doing something. I'm trying to remember what it was we were running. Oh, something. Let's see. Vanquish? Yeah, I, well, I was with Hunter and group, and then, like, Squirrel and a couple other people were there. And we were doing the, the Vanquish between Drachnars and Beacon's Perch. We did Snake Dance and... Oh, good old prophecy. Lornar's Past. Lornar's Past and that one in between. I don't remember what it was. And then I think Chaz was getting lonely and moping a bit. And then when, when we finished, he's like, hey, let's go do something else. Oh, it was Sorrow's Furnace. We went, we went and did that. Oh, okay. And then it was 12.30 Central, and I went to bed. I don't know if he stayed up. So maybe he's asleep. That's probably what happened. Chaz is having a Sorrow's Furnace hangover. <laughs> well, we hope you sleep well um, right now, Chaz. You slagger. Um, mm. Oh, what were you going to say? Yeah, we um we did find out that if you don't have the statue for Sorrow's Furnace, you cannot get it just by killing the Forge Master. You have to go through and do all the quests. Oh, really? Yeah. Leep. Leep. I don't like quests. That's what that's why I'm so behind Guild Wars 2. No quests. I have a cousin 
who's looking into playing MMOs now. His name is Andy. And uh, he was looking into WoW, and I, he thought I played WoW because some friends told him I, I do, which I don't, but I did. Anyway, so um, I, I was talking to him last time. I'm like, dude, you're going to hate quests. I know you too well. You're, it's, you're just going to drop it by level 12 in WoW. I was like, you need to check this out. Should I show him the manifesto video for uh, Guild Wars 2? And you know what his reaction was? Hmm. His reaction cool. was, your quest DSL sucks ass because uh, we couldn't get like five seconds before it would hang up again on YouTube. And we ended up just giving up. So um, I hope ArenaNet can do something about my DSL service so I can sell this to my cousin. <laughs> it's downloadable. The video is. Oh, that's yeah, what I'll do. It is. But yeah, I love when I love when you show that video to people and they're like, "I'd like to see some in-game content." Well, you think that's a cinematic? That is in-game. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I haven't had the opportunity as yet, but I am waiting for it. I'm waiting for the jaw drop moment because it, it seems to happen. I've had reports of it happening for various other people. It'll be a good one to see, I think. I was hoping Andy would give me that chance, but cheers to Quest. Well, we have the worst equipment out here. I live kind of in the boondocks. Uh, it's I, I got my house built for like $123,000, which is super cheap here in the U.S. So uh, it's a good deal. It's a great house and all, but the utilities suffer sometimes, especially that. So, yeah, anyway, enough enough complaining about my Quest DSL. Uh, let's talk about, um, I don't know, let's see what we can do as far as SQL Scuttlebutt goes. Captain, what be that over there? Or, let be SQL Scuttlebutt. So the Scuttlebutt is, oh crap, what we have slated here is the Guildcast episode. I've already exhausted that. I have a topic. Okay, go. There was an interview, um, I don't remember who did it, but it was relatively recent. I don't know if you guys have covered it in Relics or not, but there are murmurings from ArenaNet that the Silvari are getting a redesign. Oh, yeah, yeah, we talked about yes. that recently. Um, oh, okay. And what was it? We, we we were talking about, like, what we would like to see in the redesign. Okay, yeah, then I'm all tapped out. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, come on, Tiger, give us your opinions, because I mean, I've, I've done mine, and I think other people have done theirs. Come on, hear yours. I want more planty. I want them to be more plant-like. So that bark for skin. I love that. So that's basically that's what Chaz said, wasn't it? Or was it you, Tasha? No, I didn't say that. Okay. I I don't really have any strong feelings on Silvari because they they just don't appeal to me as a race, really. I said I wanted them to have predator hair. S- nice stems of like dreadlocks and stuff. I did that. Or the other thing I mentioned was what was it? Fingernail hair? I don't remember. Speaking of fingernail hair, though, um. I'm getting a 3D TV. That really doesn't tie together, but I was out of segues. <laughs> I can kind of think of, like, I can see the kind of link. Can you? Fingernail hair, avatar, 3D TV. Very nice. I like that. And then we're actually going to go buy the 3D avatar now, because I didn't see it in theaters in 3D. I can't see 3D movies in theaters because I'll get a serious migraine from it. I'm, I've never tested it. I'm just trying to be proactive there. But with this TV, now it's like... You know, a small taste of it instead. So far, though, what well, I've... it's the same technology in the TVs as in the cinema. Yeah, ex- exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. Except it's not like twenty feet tall. But the I think you'll enjoy it. The thing that I yeah. saw. It... Sorry, go ahead. No, it's wow. This is cool. Wall Street. It's Wall Street down here. <laughs> go, go, Tiger. Okay, I saw it in 3D in the th- in the theater, and I really enjoyed it. And then we bought it, and I think there is something lost between the 3D and the the regular flat screen. Yeah. So. My impression of this new 3D tech, for those people that don't know, because I wasn't really too savvy on it either, and I'm a pretty huge tech geek, this is not the red 
one eye blue or green other eye glasses crap that we saw in the 80s. Boy, that was so stupid. Um, <laughs> this is like information is sent between the glasses that you're wearing. So they got kind of a wireless thing going on or Bluetooth. And it talks to your either 3D Blu-ray player or PS3 or whatever. Um, so it, it, it strikes me as being more like a diorama than actual 3D. Like some things are pushed to the back. I don't see things being brought out like they act like. It's more like the background is just shoved back and everything else is happening up front. It depends what kind of 3D you've got. There's two different types. The one you just described is active, where the glasses have actually got shutters inside them. And it syncs up to a light on the you know, the setup or what have you. Or you can get the ones that are in cinemas where they're just passive polarized glasses. And it doesn't matter how many people are there. You can just, it's what the TV does all the work. And that's like more so robust. So it might be the, the act. Sorry, go on. I was just asking if that's more robust, that version. Um, I don't know really. I mean, I've, I haven't really seen, I mean, I've, my experience of it has been passive in, in theatres and active when it's been uh, related to um, 3D gaming. When we were in Gamescom and I played Guild Wars 2 with the 3D glasses, that was active technology. It seems to be a little bit better than the passive but not a huge amount. I've seen three or four films now in 3D. Avatar was one, Toy Story 3 I saw as well. Um, I can't remember the other ones as well, but um, it it doesn't... They're always like looking at, through a window into the world, never uh, forward, because I think they've realised that bringing things forward make people feel a little bit, bit sick, mm-hmm. what have you. You're much more used to looking through a window into a world than you are with stuff coming out of it. Thing that, things that are really, really cool are the TVs um, or the technology that you can get, which don't require any glasses at all. Yeah, I've those heard about those. really, really trip your head. I've seen a couple of them. They, I was mesmerized by it. I was like, wait, there's an entire town in that, ha- in that TV. I haven't got glasses on. What the hell? Yeah, I was telling my wife we should hold off, but um, I think that's why the 3D TVs are actually so affordable, is they know that those are coming. Well, the thing with... The thing with those is it only works if you're sitting within a certain plane of field. You yeah. can't you can't have a whole group of people sitting around one of those TVs. Only a select few in the center will get the full 3D effect. For the rest of the people around the fringes, it'll just look junky. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of thing well, my company that I work for is in the TV broadcast industry, so I get to go to all those trade fairs and I only saw one of the glassless 3D TVs there last time whereas there are a lot of the other kind of 3D TVs around so they really are not being pushed by the TV industry which is the other question how many 3D TV channels do you get out there well, I think the, the idea is that here soon they're going to want to start streaming that over the web so that's going to be like right. the main source but yeah. it's like hello welcome to the US this is not South Korea where the hardware is actually or the equipment outside is actually robust enough to get that kind of streaming through to us Maybe it will. I don't know. Mm. Not here, the though. Biggest, the biggest hubbub I've heard about streaming 3D channels is in your sports programs. Apparently, sports yeah. buffs really, really want to see their that latest football tackle yeah. in 3D. Well, when we went to go buy this TV, the demo they had was some guy playing tennis. Like, it was a real tennis match. Mm-hmm. And one of the times, the ball, like, was coming straight at the camera. And I was like, okay, here it goes. This is one of those. And it was like, well, I mean, it looked 3D, but I didn't, like, lean back or freak out or anything. But yeah, so, um, yes, TV's good. I was going to say something else about them. I should probably just move on. Oh. Well, I wanted to say that the glasses list 
display, I could see that becoming popular for computer monitors. Oh, because wow. Because in that format, you're only going to have one, maybe two people looking at it, and it would. That's. I think that's where it would really shine. Hey, John Pryor from Doghouse Systems. Hint, hint, wait, wait. No, 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 I mean, say no more. All right. All right, so... That would be epically cool, though, I have to say. Oh, man. I would really like to see what I could get out of, like, uh, Excel from that. Can you imagine doing, like, 3D design work on a 3D monitor? Oh, man. I would, that would be awesome. Probably want to smoke some doobage before I did that. That would be good <laughs> times. I'm just joking, by the way. If anybody out there thinks... I Here, bottom line, I've never been high in my life. Okay. Just because I'm, I'm afraid I will like it too much. Moving on. Uh, spec let's speculate. The sky will be blue. I heard it's going to be produced by ArenaNet. I heard you can use a keyboard with this game. I heard this game will work on Windows 7. I heard you'll need a monitor to play this I game. I heard the normal really tall. That's just speculation. So the only thing I found to speculate upon right now is for the blue mace person. There's a piece of artwork, and I'll show it in the show notes, but this is like a dude who's one of those blue mace profession people. And he's like, it reminds me of like Green Lantern or something where he's, it almost looks like he's creating through light or something, his weapons that are like a bright blue glow. So mm. I'm kind of starting to think, hey, is this really going to be that support class Templar thing that everybody's expecting it to be? Or are these guys going to be seriously offensive and nobody's really going to be different? You know, nobody's not going to be offensive. There's just going to be supportive capabilities and everyone equally. But this is more about the Blue Mace profession, like... What do you guys think? Does that does that make you feel that way, or is it more like, no, that's just what they got there for their offensive capability? That's actually what I was hoping for. This is the first time I've seen this piece of artwork, and every time I think about Blue Mace Lady, I think, you know, it would be really nice to have a magical melee. Mm. Someone who is whose damages are magic-based, but they're in the thick of things, they're melee, they're wearing heavy armor. And that's exactly what I see here in this piece of artwork. I'm all kinds of excited now. Yeah, I think I could play this. Like this is, I think this is what the paladin in most games wants to be. Yeah, they wish yeah. they were that cool. I mean, I can only say that now, and I'm a ArenaNet fanboy, so of course I would say that. But then it might come out and I'll be like, wow, this is retarded. I'm going to play something else. Assassin time. I think the other flip side of this is the uh, the stuff I brought up that was released on Guild Fans last week from Izzy and um, about the aim being that you yourself are your best healer. There isn't a real support class. There may be a couple of skills that allow you to um, heal an area that allies may be in. But really, there's not going to be a distinct support role as such. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to find that the Blue Mace Lady has got a decent amount of support, but probably not any or if more, not very much more than any other class. And I agree with Tiger that I saw that artwork a little while ago. It's actually been a wallpaper on my PC for a while. Um, but I never really thought of a melee magic character before. And now I do. That's awesome. Especially blue. My husband's yeah. been playing LOL lately and there's... Ew, no. Well... Let me finish. There's one character <laughs> he's been playing, and I've been talking to him about how much I'd love to see a melee magic user, and he's like, well, this latest character I've been playing, I think it's called Mordekaiser. That's pretty much what it is. I see him running around, and he's got this area of effect cone thing, and he, he like drains energy or something for a sh soul shield. I'm not sure. It's one of the bad guys, and I don't play, so I don't really understand all the, all the 
lingo he uses, but the bottom line is he says it's a melee magic user, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much the way what I'd like to see. I'm hearing a lot about League of Legends lately. Um, isn't one of the Guild Mag podcasters? Aren't they playing? So, some of the podcasters. Yeah, are I think that. so. Like yeah, with Guildcast, it's about Lotro and Minecraft, and then the Guild Mag people are like League of Legends. Yeah, I think that's what they were playing and talking about a lot. Say, so, this is a thing. A Guild Wars Two podcast, every everyone's gonna have on their show. You know, everyone's gonna have that other MMO that they compare everything to. And I've just tried to like get away from WoW, so I've been talking about PSO more. Because, you know, you cringe less when you say PSO because it's not still out and it's not what everyone else is playing. Mm. Speaking of WoW, though, the Cataclysm did release and I'm hearing very mixed feedback. Basically, the fanboys are saying, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. And the people that were always skeptical about them with me are like, yep, balance is still shit. (laughs) I've got to say, um, the person across the other side of the room from me has resubscribed to WoW today. Uh, is the wedding still on? I, I, I'm I'm thinking about it, to be honest. You showed us a picture of him, and you know what? I had a friend in high school looked a lot like him. If I can go dig up a picture, I'll show it to you. Please do. I'm, I'm always amused to freak him out with looky-likes. <laughs> I'll, show, I'll show you the picture, and you'll be like, okay, does he play WoW? No. What's his phone number? <laughs> yeah, I think I might be. No, it's all right. Yeah. There's a, been a few people in in my guild who have been playing cataclysm and i've i've heard very very mixed reactions from them as well but still nothing that i'd be interested in playing i think well the set even ion i finished uh, the trial for ion well reactivation for ion finishes today and i won't be resubbing still too many things wrong with it for my liking but it's a lot better than it was so yeah i I saw you playing that and i got kind of jealous i can't play it on this computer because it doesn't have a video card just got a little Fiddling built-in. It's still really pretty. I I do like the artwork that goes with um, Ion, and actually that's one of the main things that annoys me about World of Warcraft um, is the the graphics of it. I just cringe every time I look at the screen. Yeah. See, the graphics don't bother me with WoW. It's they're very stylized, and they are what they are. And with what they are, I think they're done well. Well, in fact, I was over. Male humans. You think that was done well? I played Horde, okay. so I didn't have to look at the Disneyland that was Alliance. That's true. I, I played Horde too, but every time I saw a male human, it was like Chuck Norris and Aquaman in one or something. Well, I was over the moon when the druids got their reskin. Yeah. I thought that looked, I thought that looked really good. And then I was so sad when I quit because I'm like, you know, I really wish I could sit down and play this for longer and enjoy this reskin, but I'm just not having any fun anymore. Yeah, I hate to paint it like, like I like I hate that game. I just hated a lot of things about it. Obviously, I played it a while, so there were things that I liked. It was mostly the people, but... Mm-hmm. Well, that's another thing that I actually try to bring up on Guild Fans and discuss is actually, I think the MMOs themselves as games, for the most part, are actually quite shit. They have some serious flaws in them, and the, the number that gets churned out that have the same problems over and over again is quite shocking, really. Mm-hmm. And the only reason they're actually any good and actually worth logging in for over and over again is because of the communities that grow around them, the people that you meet, the fact, the friends that you make, um, and things like that. So. Yeah, I would say over the last dozen times I've logged into Guild Wars, it was just a chat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've found myself logging into Guild Wars mostly because. I'm already hanging out in vent, and someone says, "Hey, let's go do something." Mm-hmm. 
Kind of like how you pulled me into Alien Swarm the other day. Yeah, that was good times, except for my internet connection, or my firewall actually made us drop once. And you're sitting there trying to learn, and there's some dude running way out ahead who's the medic, and he's all, come on, guys, geez. So finally I was all, what are you in a hurry for? You got a Manny Petty to get to, or what? <laughs> he took it in pretty good stride, but then he left after that. <laughs> he was like, haha, funny, and then after it was over, he's gone. But yeah, I, that was the first time I tried uh, Alien Swarm in a while. Then I tried Half-Life. After that was after we got we left and then we came back and I tried playing the first Half Life because I never have, and I just got to say back then it was like 2000 around that time frame, I was a huge fan of Deuce X or actually the way it's properly pr- pronounced I guess is Theosec but anyway, um, that game still way better than Half Life was at that time. So and I love Half Life too. I'm a huge fanboy of Half Life too, but I could I don't know I just. Not having a whole lot of fun with Half-Life. I'm probably going to get disowned by a lot of people for that. I still loves me some Gordon Freeman in the year 2017, or whenever that was supposed to be. I don't even remember. 17. Welcome to City 17. That's where the 17 came from. I'm talking to myself. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just waiting to see where that ended up, because you're on a little side tangent then. I'm sipping coffee while I'm at it. But did you know the guy that does the voice of Breen? Uh, the guy who says, Welcome to City 17. He died recently. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, sad. Very sad. Oh, and the guy who voiced uh, Gordon Freeman? Oh, wait. Nobody did. Because he never talks. I like strong, silent type. Yeah. If they make if they make a, a Half-Life movie, I'm so going to go to that audition. Because I got the skinny guy and the goatee, and I just put on a pair of glasses and cut my hair because I'm a hippie right now. I have got some long hair at the moment. Right. So what are we talking about? We're talking about ourselves. Nobody cares. Right? <laughs> Actually, we kind of warned everybody. We should have like a part of the show where we talk about how we got into gaming and stuff. A little backstory on all of us. And that's where everybody will turn off the podcast. Nope. Lame. Lame. <laughs> I fully blame my parents. You blame your parents for your gaming? I do. Is that what Uriah is going to say about us? I know. Yeah, people. probably. My dad made me play Lemmings when I was about five. That was a fun game. And then it just never stopped. And then he, when I was 11 and I was like, yeah... So being a girl is cool. Um, he bought home um, sips, and then that was it. So, you, GG. You know, when I was a kid, I played a lot of games, but I always tried to make games, actually. The computer we had when I was a kid was a piece of crap. I didn't have an internet-capable t- uh, computer till I was 17, so I really wasn't very computer-knowledgeable at all till then. But um, I would always try and make, like, card games and stuff. And it wasn't like Magic the Gathering. It was actually a basketball card game. I wish I could go see it now and be like, what a piece of crap that was. But eh, maybe it was good. Me and my friend Robert used to play it all the time. But yeah, once I got a computer that was capable of actually playing good games like Deuce and Half-Life, I actually did more mods and stuff, more modding than actually gaming. So I'd make a map for Deuce uh, multiplayer. And I'd go into the map and everybody's owning the crap out of me. And they're like, you're not the author of this map. You just changed your name to look like you are. No, no, I really made this. I just suck at this game, actually. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody actually did play Deuce, just look up either Aunt Betty or Cyan Phoenix. That was me. A lot of people that play Deuce are just just now went, holy shit, really? See, I've never even heard of that game, so it's all over my head for me. Oh, you've never played Deuce? No, I, I don't know. What kind of a game is it? Oh, okay, look up Deuce X, you know, like Deuce X Machina, Machina, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just Deuce X. Anyway, get the first one. It was made in 2000, so the graphics are going to seem somewhat subpar to you. But the story, best story I've ever seen in a game so far still. Um, human Revolution? The Human Revolution is coming up. The second one sucked, which was Invisible War. 
that's going to be the threequel that's coming out soon. I peed my pants when I saw that. That looks so good. So I am very excited about uh, Deuce Human Revolution. Stupid fat habits. That's not Guild Wars. And now it's time for Traitor Arcade. Also, we've kind of overrun into Traitor Arcade as well. Yeah, pretty much, because we were talking about, we said for Traitor Arcade, what are we going to talk about as far as games that are coming out? I would also like to point out Drake's Fortune 3. Can't go wrong there. You guys have seen the trailer for that? No. It's not much. They aren't showing much yet, but they are showing that obviously they've got something in the works. Did you play Drake's Mm. Fortune or Fortune 2? No, I haven't actually played that many games. Drake's Fortune 2 is one of the best games that has ever come out. And you can watch someone else play and have a good time. Because the story's so good. I've been playing a lot of Phoenix Wright, the Ace Attorney games. We picked them up on our Wii. Oh, okay. Yeah, we found those are a lot of fun. I was kind of surprised. My poor Wii. I shouldn't say that very often. But it's <laughs> it's very neglected. <laughs> it just it's it's always there. My sister actually needs something that can stream Netflix, so I was telling my wife, you know, we should really just give our Wii to my sister so she can you know, she's got three kids, so it would help immensely. And she's like, Yeah, but it's a Wii. I mean, there's still kind of a novelty. She's right, but dang it, man. We never ever use a thing. We got Monster Rampage, Wii Sports, Wii Fit, and what was the other game? Not much. Yeah. I do go on my Wii Fit occasionally, but it's practically the only thing the Wii gets used for now. Everything else, the PlayStation does better, so. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get a PlayStation. You got a PlayStation? The Wii was the most... No, we don't have oh. one. The Wii was the least expensive of the new consoles, so we picked up that one. See, our house is like a Best Buy, because we got this new TV, right? And it just comes with the new PS3. We already had one, but it also comes with one. So we were like, Really? Yeah, so uh, it's a new model, and it has more gigabytes of memory, and I think it's it comes shipped with the 3D firmware, so that'll be nice. And it also came with Gran Turismo 5. Can't complain about that because it's 3D compatible. I just need that TV to show up now, damn it. But, um, yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, my sister-in-law has a bunch of Blu-rays and um, PS3 games, and she doesn't even have a PS3. She's, I don't know what's wrong with her. So we're probably going to let her have our old one. Uriah woke up this morning and he walks out and he sees that there's no TV, uh, and he actually started crying. Oh! I'm like, don't worry, dude, it's gonna show up in a couple hours. He's only three, so he could kind of understand what I was saying, but not exactly. So instead, I decided to convince him that he was a dragon and I was gonna catch him. He was happy then. <laughs> okay, so uh, any other games you guys are looking forward to? Yeah, I've been playing Minecraft, and they're actually moving into beta. On the 20th. Oh, I thought they were in beta. No, they were in alpha. Hmm. Like, during alpha, you buy the game, and it's all, you only pay half price, which is 10 euros, I think. Oh, I'm looking forward to uh, using that Guild Wars 2 beta code I was given. They what? <laughs> I just, I had to try. Every, uh, I, to I hate you. Earn some hate from the listeners. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Although I might go try Eve. Just give me something to do while I wait. Eve does look nice, but I'm just way too care bear for it. I would cry if someone like killed my ships. Seriously, same way with Minecraft. I'm still a bit skeptical about it because I just don't like the idea of someone destroying my house. Yeah. The biggest problem, like I've been playing on a on an adventure server with all the monsters and stuff turned on lately, mm-hmm. and this is run by another blogger, and it's pretty much only bloggers in here. I mean, this is the the server that Sean and Ruby play on. And on the adventure server, the one with the monsters, the biggest problem we've had is 
creeper craters. There's a monster called a creeper that doesn't make any noise until it's right next to you and then makes a noise and then explodes. Yeah. And it's been a bit of a problem with people running to try and get away from them. Try going to hide in your place and not quite making it and then you've got a big gigantic hole blown out of your house. That sucks. <laughs> but other than that, it's been pretty good. I mean, I I made my house with a big lava moat out of it, so pretty much no one's getting in. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the um the new 2.0 patch to um Heroes of Nuith, which is coming out tomorrow. Actually, it looks like it's really really good. Heroes of Nuith is like League of Legends, another one of those Dota clone games. Um, this one that me and my friends play. Um, I don't play it that often, but when I do play it, boy, it's fun. And some of the stuff they're putting into the game is amazing, and it's all free. I just love what S2 do to these games because they've actually made it. They're putting an in-game um, shop into it, which you can either like collect coins by playing, or you can just go and buy the coins and spend it, what have you. But the guy, the NPC in the shop, if you leave him idle, he starts beatboxing and dancing round. <laughs> it's really, really cute and really, really cool. That's awesome. We should decide on one free-to-play MMO. That we'll all just go play till Guild Wars 2 comes out, and we all need to go and suck at it. I actually tried. So any MMO, then I suck at all of them. <laughs> I used to play, or I tried that game Shia. Is that what it was called? S H. Oh yeah, I tried that too. There was a lot oh. of boobs in that one. <laughs> there were. There's a lot of boobs in all of them, really. Yeah, well, I mean, it Age of Conan is like the the supreme. Like that's that's the highest part of the measuring stick, right there. And it was like just below that, but the polygons were worse. So it was just like a sorry attempt at a lot of boobs, I guess. Good times. I'm still slightly upset you can't take the pants off the people in Age of Conan. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we, we picked that game up. We were going to start playing it, but with our computer, we can't run it yet. I have to, Age of Conan is really, really good. It's worth playing. It, it is. It's for what it used to be and what it is now. It is a very, very good MMO. Maybe I'll give that a shot. But, I mean, the thing is, like, should you play that with a three-year-old in the house? But we already play Soul Calibur, so how bad, how much worse is it going to get? You don't, although there is the option to make your characters naked, well, nearly naked, you don't see that many people wandering around with nothing. There are a couple of NPCs that are topless, um, but nothing worse than he's probably seen before. Um... Can you repeat the part of this stuff where you said all about the things? Excellent. Let the people have their pro-tip sauce. Okay, so Trader Arcade's done for pro-tips. Let's just talk real quick about what Stomy had to say. Um, where did you see this when he said that seven heroes won't arrive till the new year? Um, I saw it on Guru Forums, but I believe it came from the official wiki. Okay. Yeah. Um, I- and it was a comment... Um, sent to him that, that he made in response to people asking when the updates were likely to hit. We are uh, trying to arrange an interview right now. Like, Stummy and I actually talk a lot, but he's just, when a company is that um, careful with their image and they're doing a good job with it, it's really hard to line up an interview with them. So I apologize. Like, every time I send him some questions, he's like, yeah, those are good. And then it, the red tape process just takes so long that the questions become irrelevant by the time he could mm-hmm. actually do it. So that's happened a couple times now. Apologies to the listeners on that regard. But also, here's some news for everybody. I know this is totally outside of pro tips, but um, uh, Sean and I are talking about doing something in January as far as that little powwow goes. Anybody that listens to his show knows that we're trying to plan something. 
And we're going to try and have a really big argument. Big falling out. <laughs> a piss take, as they would call it in England. Is that right? No, piss take is making fun of someone. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right, because you're taking the piss out of them. Yeah. With a colostomy yeah. bag? Is that how you would do it? Yeah, that's exactly how we do it. Okay, yep. cool. Um, Guild Wars skill update. You brought this one up, Tasha? Yeah, there was one. And it didn't break anything that badly. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> what did it do? I, I think I looked at it, but... I don't really know the ins and outs of it, because it's mainly aimed at various PvP meta stuff, and I haven't played that much PvP of late. Um, but, I, yeah, I'm not even going to try and say what it was for or what have you, but general, just from my PvP friends was, it didn't break anything that badly. As long as it didn't break the Onion Blossom, I'm fine. No, Onion Blossom is fine. Okay. I know it affected Wild Strike in PvP, but I don't really like to remove stances in PvP, so... Mm. Yeah. Um, the only high point for me was slightly that Melandry shot had its um, recharge decreased, but still not enough to make it worth running again, really. Maybe they're just slowly um, getting there, waiting to see when people start using it. Yeah. Um, Patient Spirit had a bit of a nerf. Oh. Um, Aegis had a rework, and Healing Burst got buffed to buggery. That's right. That's the second time Healing Burst has been affected in a row, right? Ah, uh, I don't know exactly. I don't pay that much attention to it, but I've been seeing some murmurings around of it being possibly too overpowered now. Hmm. Maybe it's time to go do some monking for a while. Yeah. I know. I tend to, like, haunt the forums Monday to Friday when I should be working. Um, and then on the weekend, I just don't read them. <laughs> so. Yeah, I used to be like that, too, at my old job because I didn't have anything for me to do. My new job has too much for me to do to even properly plan a show, as everybody can see right now. <laughs> so, okay, we got an email from um, a fellow. I think he likes to go by D. Suddy. In game, he goes by like Nar Gooding, Nar Zanger, or whatever. Um, and he said, "What tips would you have for someone who wanted to start their own podcast?" So I'm glad he's helped us to get more steered towards uh, Guild Wars again. Oh wait, no, he didn't. Anyway, <laughs> for podcasting, oh god, I could talk a lot about this. Should I just go, or do you guys want to get your words in first? You go. Yeah. Okay. First step for podcasting is. Uh, assess yourself. Are you somebody that people would like to listen to? And everybody's going, well, why did you start? But seriously, though, you have to figure out whether you have um, the type of personality that can run a show because that's actually not terribly common. It's not rare. But the personality type is something you got to be honest with yourself about. Um, I don't know you, so I, I don't know whether or not you are. But then the second thing is the topic. And this is where a lot of people have a pitfall is you got to have a topic to podcast about that is going to garner a good listenership because there are so many good podcasts out there that just came later than another podcast that's also good. Well, people will oftentimes just listen to the one podcast. And even though yours is good, you came later and uh, the, the media is saturated. That's mostly in regard to movies and WoW. Like movies and WoW is ridiculously oversaturated. I had a WoW podcast. It was really good. Those who listened loved it. But we, we got, what, I think like an eighth the listeners that Relics gets now. No, it's even worse than that now. Relics gets like 2,000 a week, and um, that show got about 50. So that's wow. that's how bad it is. So you really have to be sure that what you're podcasting about is something that needs to be podcasted about, or you can at least have a take on it that's different. Like there was a WoW podcast called A Call to Auction. So they talked about the auction house and the economics of WoW. That was a good idea. 
because you don't get that from other wild podcasts. So if you can if you can nail down a topic that people are really hungry for, then you're good to go. Or geek culture because a geek culture podcast that's general enough that's general enough that it's mostly who you are and your co-hosts are that sell it, which is nice. Um, and that brings me to the other thing is then your co-hosts. This is something that I um, I had to learn about because the first show I did I lucked out and everybody that I grabbed was you know had good chemistry and stuff. But spend some time with the people you're thinking about doing the podcast with, like just talking to them and figuring out whether or not the chemistry is good enough that it makes a good show. Um, so co-host is a big thing. You really want to be better than I was. You want to actually test it out and don't make anybody feel like they're part of the show until they really are. And you know that it'll work out because you'll hurt some feelings pretty bad. And that will uh, lose you some friends. Not cool. Um, then last is the technicalities. I recommend getting your own web host so you can you know, take control of it. Bluehost has been pretty good for me, but I have heard some horror stories about when you get successful. So I'm a little scared about when Guild Wars 2 comes out. I might try and switch over to HostGator. Um, but yeah, getting your own host, somebody that has very high bandwidth, because um, you'll be moving a terabyte of bandwidth pretty easy if you have even the slightest margin of success. Uh, and then you'll want to get a WordPress installation because WordPress has plugins like uh, the podcasting plugin. And you can just install that, and it makes it real easy to publish your shows and get them put on a feed. And then last, I highly recommend getting either PowerGrammo or CallGraph and using Audacity to edit what you get. And do your shows from Skype. And get a good mic. Even a headset is good enough, you know. But I've got a Samson CO1U. Pretty nice little microphone. So, yep, that was a very long response to an email that was one sentence long. <laughs> That's well, at least though. you know you've covered all the bases. Yeah. Yeah. But the other thing is just to make sure that you're you're not going to just shit yourself the second the microphone comes on, because number of people who I've heard um, like want to get up on on a podium and say something, and the moment the mic actually turns on them, you just go. Uh, yes. Yeah. That happens a lot. I'll I'll hear a podcast and I'll have some special guest come on. And a special guest gets on and they're just breathing all heavy into the microphone and really unsure of what to say. They say dumb things. It's like, yeah, um, you should have tried to make sure if you have stage fright. Mm. I mean, I know I'm not the most eloquent of speakers, but it's mostly because I think faster than my mouth can talk. Yeah. <laughs> An outline helps a lot. Yes, it does. Yeah. A lot. As you can see with this show, because the outline was not very fortified. <laughs> <laughs> But here's the thing about podcasting. Really do your best to make the sound decent enough that people can listen. Unless you're doing like a live show or something. People are more forgiving of that. But the thing is, podcasting needs to get a better name than it has now. Right now, when people think of podcasts, unless it's like, you know, NPR, people have this attitude of, no, I can't listen to that. It'll give me a headache. Oh, there's somebody going to be breathing in a microphone, somebody with a nerdy voice. Um, and that's something that I'm really hoping podcasting can shake because podcasting has a lot of promise to it if people would just put a little bit more effort into the quality that they put out, you know? And this is Grandpa Singleton again, yeah. lecturing the kids on audio quality. Do you want some popcorn, Timmy? <laughs> um, okay, as far as calls go, we got none. No calls. And, Ooh. Yeah. Where are you guys? What are you doing? Where's the host impersonations? Or just call us with questions. Or impersonate uh, Captain Martin Long. I tried once. Didn't work out so well. Right. <laughs> so there's your caller challenge, damn it. 
get a hold of us, 708-202-9262. We also got an iTunes comment from the same fellow, uh, D. Suddy. And he said, how would I describe this podcast? Three words. Hardworking, alpha male, jackhammer, merciless, insatiable. And then he put, this is Relics of War, but I think he did it kind of uh, to be like the Colbert impersonation I did. So here it is. This is the Relics of War! Okay. I had to do him justice. He used caps. Also, you can't count. Oh, he's... Yeah. you. He can't count. Because right. three words, that hardworking alpha male jackhammer, merciless and insatiable, in no way is three words. I think that's the joke. Yep. I <laughs> have to point it out. <laughs> I'm British and stuck up. I have to point it out, damn it. Yeah, you gotta antagonize <laughs> with every opportunity. Uh, so there was our iTunes comment. Go ahead and feel free to add your iTunes comments, people. We will read them on the show. Um, Relics is also compiling a Guild Wars community list. So any Guild Wars online resources out there, get in touch with us at relicsoforr at gmail.com. Our Guild Wars guild is also recruiting CR forums for the application process. We do that so that we can have a database or an archive to look into for when Guild Wars 2 comes out, and we know who's in the guild. Um, right. Um, we have swag that you can buy on relicsoforr.com. On the upper left, there's the merchandise link. Click that. You can also find our Twitter and Facebook pages there. You can add us on Twitter, and you can send us your questions for the Twitch attack segment that we're really trying to get going, but nobody's asking questions on Twitter, so you suck. Yeah, what happened to that? Nobody yet, nothing. Um, We got a woohoo. That was about it. Yeah, we got a... Who was that from? That was from Targus Sirius. Oh, Targus Sirius. Is he... Never mind. I was going to say something about Harry Potter, but that's the first name. Anyway, um, right. Tell people how they can get a hold of us. Wait, I'm actually reading straight from the show notes. <laughs> uh, you can get hold of us at relicsoforr at gmail.com. Send us your MP3s or OGGs. Try and avoid WMAs if possible. Wave files if they're small enough, I guess, but that's silly. Call 708-202-9262. And that's the whole spiel there until we do Wheel of Morality. There was something else I wanted to talk about before the end of the show, and I have spaced it. Are we doing any community event stuff? Are we? May, have I forgot? I don't know. Are we? I don't know. Oh, I, I know what I was going to say. That I'm going to try and start up a podcast about just like science and geek culture with some friends and mixing in the Relics crew when possible. So people keep an eye out for that. It, it may become like a staggered situation, like maybe Relics is on one week, then that podcast is on week. Or maybe Relics will be on every week, but Tasha hosts it every other week. Yeah, I just did that to you live. Oh, that's fine. Just don't expect me to do anything for the next month because I will be too busy being snowed under by wedding stuff I don't really want to do. Yeah, yeah. with that in mind, there might be some weeks off here in the near future because of holidays, like Thanksgiving, so just be aware of that, guys. Yeah. Thankfully, Christmas and New Year's are not American-only holidays. Although, I probably will be on the radio on Christmas Day, so that'll be fun. No, SA Radio, those guys are slave drivers. No, it's more because I'm having a bar humbug day on Christmas Day. I'm not seeing anyone. I'm eating pizza and having ice cream. Because I'm going to see so many people between Christmas and New Year, because my wedding is just after the New Year, that I am having Christmas off from seeing anyone. Fair enough. Because there's too much family going on, and I don't like it. I have an urge to turn your radio station on for Christmas and to force my family to listen to it <laughs> presents. I will try not to swear too much. <laughs> Yeah, I would try and get my family to listen, but one swear word and they turn it off. What kind of people are you hanging out with? The English. I mean, wh- what did you expect? 
Speaking of that, where the hell's Smithy been? I don't know if he's still listening or not, but I've been getting up. requests for him. Me too. People miss him. I'm doing this live so that if Smithy ever hears this, he'll be like, "Oh damn it! Now I got beyond." That was really, really good. Well done. That actually sounded like him. Yeah, that did. Oh sweet! I can do a Smithy impersonation finally. I have tried for a very long time. Obviously, like in private and on my own in front of a mirror. <laughs> I'm like, well, he looks a lot better like this, but I'm just joking. Oh, man. Yeah. This is going nowhere very, very quickly. <laughs> but that new podcast, oh, the, the idea is going to focus on science. Because there's a guy I used to work with who was always sending me emails about, you know, new flash memory here. This, And I know he would have sent me like arsenic-based life forms. Uh, article and stuff so i finally decided like he would always ask me about how's the podcasting going he's like that's so nerdy so i finally sent him a message on facebook and i'm like what do you think about being on a podcast and i said um i obviously know that the response is going to be something like gtfo or something and instead he writes back and he's like what's the scope and when are you planning on doing it i'm like really so this guy's like he looks down on podcasting but he might become a podcaster it sounds like it might just be jealousy like he's been waiting to be invited to one for so long, and you finally got the clue. It's highly possible. And if he's the only person worse than Lacey about giving me crap, he he's always belittling me. And that's what people love, so me getting belittled. Right. Well, you got to have something you're good at. Yeah, yeah, me getting, getting a piss take. <laughs> well, you know, you were worried about your Wii earlier on. <laughs> I think on that note, I couldn't help it. I think on that note, we should do a Wheel of Morality. So, Wheel of Morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn, 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 everyone. I'll start it off with, you know a dumb blonde has been using your computer when there's whiteout all over the screen. I don't know, I've been hanging out with Pig too much. I'm likely to say something obscene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got mad at me for saying that they did uh, Underworld in less than 20 minutes. He's like, we're not speed clear, God. But they did do it in 20 minutes. I'm doing that. The point is, they don't run speed clear. Yeah. They do it balanced. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, when I did, I did DOA with them last Sunday after the show, I think it was, or whenever it was. Um, and they were really fast when we did that. We did the entirety of DOA in under two hours. And considering I'm a noob monk who's not very good, it was okay. So, the pigs are pro. Yeah, so big thanks to them. And this is my segue here. And big thanks to Guild Wars Guru, Guild Fans, ArenaNet, Doghouse Systems, Quest DSL, and the listeners. My name is Ryan. I have been here this whole time. I'm Tiger Feet. And I'm Tasha. Late, yo. Little days. for the weekly mashup. This is where we play you the best bits from previous episodes because you were too busy. A. Analyzing arsenic-based life forms in space. B. Blaming the same guildmate for all your failings and vanquishes. C. Crying because you didn't get the dervish update you were hoping for. And D. Downloading guildcast to understand Ryan's jokes. Let's get ready to fail massively then if everyone's ready. Ryan Singleton wrote, Shingji was just a crotch fast. I point this out to you, Ryan. 
When is it not a crotch fest? <laughs> I think that's almost a pro tip for the pixel lovers amongst us. It is. Autonomy bots, roll out. Here's a pro tip, so you can be rather pro. Cake FTW. Oh god, no. I've just had a thing for centaurs for as long as I can remember. But the, the best bit of it is putting your hand in it for the first time and going, Oh, it feels like someone's guts. Oh, oh. Hmm. You're singing my tune. That's, That's still... my favorite pastime. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I prefer airy and fluffy to wet and messy. Show us the lesson <laughs> that we should learn. It's you. Me? Jazz. Oh. Yeah. That's why I was reading it. said it was you. <laughs> uh, uh, why are you picking on the Canadian? I was going over my emergency joke with a, a, the, uh, a warrior walked into a bar and I was surprised. If Guild Wars were to re- Guild Wars 2 were to release right this instant with everything we've seen, I would probably be playing a ranger. I mean, really? they're not. I'd probably yeah. be playing StarCraft 2. <laughs> <laughs> so, all you people who whinged and moaned and got your p- talking pitchfork out, ha ha! It worked. It worked. I, I have a pretty pink scythe the... now. <laughs> Maybe Glint's babies came from the realm of torment. Maybe not. Maybe. And maybe like I don't know. Fine then, Chaz. Just Fine. <laughs> okay, you went. All he could hear when he was playing was squawk, squawk, squawking in his ear. Wait, what does the gacky do? I never actually play with my sound on. <laughs> you can go and look at the history of the page. If you go back three or four virgins, virgins? Did I say virgins or virgins? <laughs> okay, that's so gay in the matchup soon. I don't care because they're going to be revealing all of them before Guild Wars 2 is released and we're all going to be drooling over them anyway. Damn it, now I got beyond.